0: Greetings in the name of Jesus this morning. Thursday we celebrated Thanksgiving. Children, how many of you have said since Thursday that there was something that you didn't like? I'm not gonna ask you to be revealingly honest. <laughs> you know, there were people in the Bible that said that one time, probably many times. God God gave his people, the children of Israel, something very, very special. Every morning six days a week they were supposed to go outside early in the morning and pick up this. If they didn't pick it up they'd be hungry all day. If they picked up too much it would go bad. They were just supposed to pick up enough that they needed for that day. On on, on the day before Sabbath they were supposed to pick up what they would need for that day and the Sabbath day. Now what was that called? One of you children tell me? What was that called? Manna. You know what the Bible calls manna at some other places? In Psalm 105, verse 40, it talks about manna as being the corn of heaven. That'd be like as if God had a big field of corn in heaven that he planted there and it grew there and every day he would give enough corn. he put it on the ground for people to get. Now don't you think that'd be pretty special if God would give you corn from heaven? I think Brother Dwight wouldn't mind having corn from heaven in his fields. Brother Warren? I think you'd be able to handle that. And in Psalm seventy eight, it calls it angel food. Hmm. Angel food. Psalm seventy-eight, twenty-five. It's called angel food. Now, do you think angels ever get tired of angel food? Do you think they ever go to God and say, Could you make something else? I'm tired of this. Doesn't taste good. I don't want it. You think so? Do you understand why then in in Numbers chapter 11 when the children of Israel started murmuring and they started complaining and they told Moses we're tired of this manna. We're sick of it. Give us something different. We want the stuff we had in Egypt. The junk food. No, it wasn't junk food. It was, it was leeks and garlic and onion and all those cucumbers, all those good vegetables. They were good, I'm sure. We want that. See, but they wanted Egypt. They didn't just want the food. They wanted Egypt. You see why God was very, very hurt and very upset when these people said, We're tired of manna. When God had given it Himself from heaven every day. Hmm. And God punished them. Yes, He gave them quail, He gave them meat to eat. He did but he also sent a big plague, a sickness of some kind and a lot of people died because they were grumbling and murmuring and unhappy. They were unhappy at what God had been giving to them. Hmm. So we better be careful what we say about what God gives. Better be careful. Now this morning, I want to talk about a little verse in the Bible. I think it's one of the first verses that I ever learned as a boy. No, it's not John 3.16. I think I learned this long before I learned John 3.16. I learned it as a little boy when I'd say my prayers and you probably did too and it's actually a long several verses and it starts with our Father now you know the rest right you think we can all together recite it we call it the Lord's Prayer our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to look at the one verse in the middle give us this day our daily bread. Now that looks as if we're asking for something. And we are. But you know, sometimes when you ask for something you're also saying something. And there's about seven things that we should be saying in our heart when we ask God to give us our daily bread. And by the way, that text is found in Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 13. I'd like to look at seven declarations this morning. Seven things that we should be saying, and I hope we are saying, when we request, give us this day our daily bread. The first thing is that we're making a declaration of dependence. I don't have what I need. I depend on you, God, to supply my need. And Jesus wants us to be very conscious that I daily need Him to supply my needs. Not just food, the very air that we've been breathing all morning, the water that you used this morning. Your health, the food we've been eating, the clothes we're wearing, the shelter, the warm places that we can be in, the rest that we have, all these other things, these things that are necessary for life, God has given them to us, and we need them from Him. We don't earn them, really. Yes, we work in a way toward it, but still, we get them because God gives them. You know, you could work as hard as you want to, and if God didn't give you these things, you still wouldn't have them. That's just how it is. And so we depend on God. And so we're saying, I need God. God is the source of, my suppl- of the supply to fulfill the need I have. Sometimes we put our... Th- well, we got, we got a stockpile of stuff. It might be in a bank account, it might be because I have a business or because I have, I have a job, or I have investments, or I have I have means. You must still always remember that those things are not sources for our needs they're just channels. they're just channels. God is still the one that's at the at the end who fills and supplies the needs we have And I need to recognize that I need the Lord I need the Lord for the very basic things in life just like our little granddaughter I mean she just needs she just needs her parents very very much I mean she wouldn't get far with if, if there wasn't adults who would take care of her very very basic needs you know, and we really, when it comes to our lives, that's where we're at physically, spiritually. Jesus Christ is all I, I really I need him I just need him I need him for for everything for, for everything I have in 1 corinthians four seven Paul addresses. To the Corinthians, the issue of spiritual gifts, but also physical gifts, I believe, and he says, "What do you have that you didn't receive?" Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? And he's basically saying he's talking about spiritual gifts. There, you know, everything that God is a gift from God. Whether that's spiritual, whether it's physical, those things that we have quote acquired obtained it's all gifts it's all gifts in fact Jesus did tell us without me you can do absolutely nothing and we get it from him and isn't it true that the way you treat a gift says something about your relationship or your appreciation of the giver I've received some gifts that really weren't that financially significant or very expensive, but it's because of who gave them that they have worth to me, that they have value to me, that they just mean a lot. It's because of their source. Now how would you feel? If you gave me a gift and you maybe you gave it because you loved me and so on and I just okay. And I just walked away with it, I didn't pay attention to it, I didn't use it properly, I how would you feel? You would probably feel as huh, Pete really doesn't care about the gift because he doesn't care about me. I wonder how sometimes how the Lord feels when He gives us all these gifts, even the ordinary gifts like water, and we just use them as if we have a right to them and we don't even say thank you. I've been in Haiti a few times. I've been in Liberia quite a few times and I don't know ever since going there I feel a little different about turning on a spigot, a tap when I see those ladies and those children carrying buckets of water on their head walking for I don't know how far first of all to go to to the pump or to some kind of water source dipping it, filling it up Setting it on their heads and then walking back. That's the only source of water they have. And sometimes not even very healthy, clean water. And it sure makes you think twice when you turn on the tap and just let it run. It does. So, how we treat the gift says something about our connection to the giver do we really sense when we pray give us this day our daily bread I need this from the Lord and he is really the only place where I can get it he's the only place where I can get it there's not a lot of lords where we can go grocery shopping or health shopping or whatever it all comes back to him the second declaration we make is that it's a declaration of confidence we don't come to God and say now give me I want this I need this I demand this no we ask we say Lord I need this In a humility, but with a sense of thankfulness and gratitude, we come with confidence and we say, Lord, I know that you can provide. You are able. You can. Whether God sees it as best for us and gives it to us, that's the other thing. But it's not that God can't. It's not that God says, my pantry is empty. He doesn't say that. Or my pharmacy just isn't available today. He doesn't say that. God's storehouse is full. He is able. He is able. we don't come to god asking for our needs and god just says oh i wish i had some way of doing it sometimes we as parents would love to give our children something that we feel they need but we just can't sometimes we'd like to do something for a loved one like give them health or something like that but we just can't But God, God is able. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. God does not understand by experience the word impossible. It's not in his vocabulary. Yes, God cannot do wrong because of his holiness. But when it comes to being able to supply It is endless. We know that God is able. And Paul writes in Philippians, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He knows our needs. In fact, we don't have to come to God every morning and say, Here's my wish list. He already knows it. Yes, God is honored when we ask when we request but it's not it's not that we have to inform him he knows he knows. he knew the worth of the widow's last two mites that she put into the offering he knew that he knew that those 5,000 plus people needed to be fed he knew that he knew the worth of the lost coin that the ladies sw- swept her entire house to look for it. He knew that. He, knew, he knows all those things, and he wants us to trust him to supply. In fact, Jesus teaches us in the Sermon on the Mount that worry is such a useless, fruitless, faithless exercise because even the birds of the air and the flowers of the field God gives them what they need how will he not care for his children he does and so we declare our confidence in God give us this day our daily bread we declare moderation now we're not asking for luxuries we're not asking for pie and ice cream although that's nice sometimes we're asking for bread ordinary bread I don't know if you like bread or not it's just basic. We're not even asking for butter on it. Or jelly. That's nice when we get that too. We're asking for bread. Just for the, for the daily supply. We're not asking for a big amount. We're asking, give us this day our daily bread. Okay? Okay? We're not asking for next week. We're not asking for all winter, although God very often gives us, at least where we live, much, much more than we could ever eat in one day or even one week. That's not the experience of many people in the world. There are those who know what it's like to ask this day for this day's bread. That's all they have. And sometimes they have little. Two years ago, Sister Joanne and I were in Haiti and we met a family that ate one meal every three days. And it was rice with a bit of beans. One meal every three days because that's all they could afford to eat. Imagine while you have eaten nine meals, that family's only eaten one and just the same stuff. That's all they've had. And so we're asking, it's a declaration of moderation, we're asking for what we need now. And we're asking for the need, the ordinary. Just like Elijah, he sat at that brook for quite a long time and morning and evening those birds, those ravens brought him the food he needed right then they didn't bring him a whole grocery bag full they brought him what he needed for that meal and so we're asking give us this day moderation to meet our needs the ordinary The Proverbs writer in Proverbs 30 says verses 8 and 9 Remove far from me vanity and lies give me neither poverty nor riches feed me with food convenient for me lest I be full and deny thee and say who is the Lord so don't give me too much God because I'll probably be arrogant and deny you but don't give me too little or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my god in vain that's a good that's a good attitude to have just give us give us enough you know and god knows exactly what enough means he understands that word true we are thankful that we have more than enough and i believe one of the reasons god gives us more than enough is so that we can share with others who have less than enough. Isn't it true that abundance brings with it the temptation of us becoming arrogant, rather self-confident, proud, indifferent, wasteful, and really dissatisfied and discontent, and we're just looking for more? tends to do that. You look in our society today. Thursday we had Thanksgiving. and We had a wonderful time. Now I know it, and I, I'm glad it wasn't riots all over the United States, but I understand Friday there were people all bent out of sorts because somebody butted in the line when they wanted to get into a store. Where were they on Thursday? They probably didn't have turkey in their mouth anymore. They probably forgot what Thanksgiving's really all about. So we declare moderation. Fourthly, give us this day our daily bread. We declare social concern. It doesn't say... Give me this day my daily bread. In fact, this whole Lord's Prayer never has I, me, or my in it. It's always in the plural. or. And so when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we need to also be considerate that we're not just asking for myself. We're concerned about God supplying the needs of others. And really, as I said before, may God be supplying needs to use me as a channel to help meet the needs of other people. Is it that? The scripture does encourage us to share God's blessings with others. That is the the, the sign of love. That is the sign of of godliness in men. He who gives to the poor lends to the Lord, Scripture says. On my second last visit to Africa, I may have told this story. I think it's worth telling again. I, uh, I was asked to come to a different church not the church I usually go to uh, Brother Jonah Schrock and Brother Yura Miller and I were asked to come to this to another church to do a to do um, uh, a seminar in fact three different churches we were supposed to do the same seminar uh, one morning in each place Or, th- at three locations and I remember going to this one location way out in the sticks for for Liberia they actually had a pretty nice church house for us here it would be pretty rough I was in a church house that had less than that had big open brick walls in the brick but actually we were thankful for that because at least then there was some air movement but it was it was, uh, we were in this meeting house. We did our, our program there, our, did our talks, and so on. And after they were finished, then the, they said, we're going to take up an offering. And I thought, oh, these poor people, I hope that not that they expect to give it to us because I would feel very uncomfortable taking an offering from them. What they did use the money for, I, I don't remember. I don't, they in fact, they may not even have told us that. But they, um, we three speakers were sitting on the platform, and, and they said we're going to have an offering, and so they brought in two baskets. <laughs> and when I saw those baskets, I thought, my, they're optimistic. <laughs> those were like big laundry tubs. That's right two big woven baskets. They set them up front here, front of the pulpit. Then they had prayer. And we could watch this entire procedure. And then they said, now you can come and share. Now I don't understand Liberian money very well because it all looks just like ragged stuff because it's so dirty. Um, And I don't use it there, I just usually the mission... I had let them take care of it, and I square up with them later. But anyway, it took a little bit, and then these people started coming up front, putting in their offering. And I don't know who gave a lot or who gave nothing or who gave a little. I have no idea. I didn't pay attention to that. But I was watching the faces of these people. almost every individual came up as if this was this was the delight of the week they had the privilege of giving to the work of the Lord in fact if I recall correctly there were some young ladies out there it looked as if they were going to dance coming on the way up they were so excited they were this was something special that they could share with the work of the Lord. None of this, well, I gotta lay it in there. No, none of that. Ooh, this is painful. None of that. There was a privilege. And these people, we would all consider them, according to our standards, to be in the poorhouse. Everyone fact I was told that when Christian aid went over to Liberia that was still during the conflict the ministry that was in charge at that time decided with the church there they would not take up offerings because these people had so little and they did they were destitute but you know they've, they've since said that was a mistake that was a mistake you never rob an individual of the opportunity to share never rob them of that always you don't put the pressure on them but you always give an individual the opportunity to share do not take away that blessing from people don't and so when we pray give us this day our daily bread Is the Lord giving us so that we can give to those that we consider to be part of us, who may be looking to us for our love and our blessing? Fifth, give us this day our daily bread. It's a declaration of effort. How many of you, when you've prayed that prayer, expect that God is just going to dump three loaves of bread on your table? There it is. Now, God did it when he fed the 5,000. How those loaves multiplied, I do not know. That must have been an intriguing experience. I think I'd, I'd like to ask the Lord about that sometime. Now, how did, how did that take place? Or even as Peter or John. I mean, Andrew, that must have been something. To start out with five loaves and to end up with 12 baskets left over, 5,000 people fed, and somehow, as you're dividing, there's just more happening. Only God can do something like that but we declare effort. See, bread is a process. And so when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're asking for growth, we're asking for life, we're asking for nourishment, we're asking for the opportunity to to have bread. And that takes sunshine and rain that takes soil, that takes toil. It takes health and strength to produce, to harvest, to bring it to the form of bread. And yes, God provides all those things that bread can be accomplished just like the children of Israel that manna was not on their breakfast plates that manna was out on the ground they needed to go collect it and I would assume that they had to work with it somehow grind it I don't know what they had to do with it but they probably had bake it they had to do something with it to make it into bread for the day they did That was daily bread. And so we declare, Lord, give us what we need so that we can provide. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to work. Thank you for the raw materials, for health and strength, for skills that we can provide. We're willing to do our part. Sixth, It's a declaration of holy recognition. Whom are we asking for bread? We're asking the Lord. Would you agree with me that anything that God gives to us has sub- somewhat of a sense of sacredness about it? Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it? If it's been touched by God, if it's been blessed to us by God, that should make it significant. That's not just something to disregard. That has, that has meaning. And so with Christ, even bread is not common. Joanne has this little poem in one of her cookbooks. Be gentle when you touch bread. Let it not lie uncared for or unwanted. So often bread is taken for granted. There's so much beauty in bread. Beauty of sunshine and soil. Beauty of patient toil. Winds and rains have caressed it. Christ often blessed it. Be gentle when you touch bread. James says in one seventeen, every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning. and that includes the very common things that you and I take for granted in life that we have lots of including bread And so we receive it with respect, with appreciation, with gratitude. Because of the giver. And lastly, it's a declaration, give us this day our daily bread, of a spiritual need as well. You know, there's there's something significant in comparing physical bread with Christ the living bread you take bread that you may have had this morning that was actually alive a living item some time ago it was grain of some kind that was alive and that could reproduce but then man took it and killed it They ground it up mixed it together with other ingredients baked it hot enough that it could never be able you know, bread doesn't reproduce itself but they did this and guess what happens, by you eating it you have life so something that was alive and died gives us life isn't that what Jesus did? He was alive, died for us rose again, yes to give us life but there was a death process involved and through that death process we have life and so we declare I do believe that give us this day our daily bread refers primarily to physical food but I believe it should remind us of us, us of our spiritual needs as well, that Christ, the living bread, can provide. And manna gives us a good picture. It needed to be collected daily. And uh, early <laughs> it's a good sign. Early. And uh, you used it fresh. And isn't that the way our spiritual needs should be cared for regularly? Fresh from God. And God reminded the children of Israel when he gave them that manna in Deuteronomy 8.3 and then Jesus echoes that statement in Matthew 4.4 4. You must remember that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And as you and I enjoy daily bread, we need to be reminded that we also daily need our spiritual food, our spiritual strength, grace to overcome, victorious living, fortitude, the presence and fellowship and communion with the Lord. We need these things. So, as we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're thankful that the Lord provides those things as well. In closing, give us this day our daily bread should help us realize I need, I am dependent, I am thankful. I am confident and all these other things how can we develop that sense of need and then that sense of confidence well sometimes once these things are taken from us that's when we really sense how much we've what we've lost that is true but I would also like to challenge you that you don't need to go without bread to realize how much you need it. All we need to do is, the closer we draw to the Lord, two things happen. The more we, ascent, the more we experience and sense his ability, and the more we sense our dependability at the same time. So, give us this day our daily bread. And in drawing closer to the source, your needs will be met, but there will be a greater sense of confidence and a greater sense of dependence on Him. Because frankly, is it not true? Give us this day our daily bread if we then ask for the living bread Christ himself do we need much more if you have Jesus and he is the supplier what more do we need we have everything where it is suitable let's kneel to pray Father in heaven As your children, we come to you. And we thank you. We realize again this morning that you are the source to supply our every need. Whether it is our spiritual life or our physical. Father, we are so dependent on you. We so much need you. And you are able And Father, with gratitude and confidence and thanksgiving and praise, we approach you. And we ask that you will be our supplier. Father, we pray. You know our needs. You know who we are. You know where we're at. And we ask that you would minister to us not according to what we deserve because we don't but according to your hand of blessing and love and father help us to never be ungrateful but help us to be loving and sharing with the abundance you give and reach out to others who need your touch as well father I pray Forgive us where we have been so careless with even the daily things that you provide. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy to us. And above all, we thank you for Jesus and all that he has given to us. We don't deserve eternal life. We don't deserve all these blessings. But thank you, Father. We pray that you would meet our needs today. We pray for particular needs that are amongst us. You know them. We pray that you would touch and minister as only you can. We pray for your children that are suffering for the sake of Christ. And we pray that you would reach out and give them strength and blessing and that even their persecutors and those who are causing them these difficulties will sense the power and the presence of the Lord and that they will turn to you for salvation Father we pray for the leaders of our lands and ask that you would continue to give them wisdom and peace loving hearts to rule the affairs of the world in a way that would honor you and recognize you as sovereign. And Father, we pray for us as your people. Help us to be faithful walking with you. Help us to be faithful growing in the Lord. We pray for our little children, our younger children. We pray for our young people, for us as families and and older ones as well. And Father, we pray each one of us would be walking with you, being light and testimony, salt in this world that just needs the radiance of your presence in our lives so very much for the glory of your name and for the edification of other people. Father, direct our day and our week. There's going to be a lot of travel going on this week and we pray that journey's mercies may with be with each one and we thank you for these blessings in the name of jesus who taught us to pray saying our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil